what we want is a fast metabolism, right? Well, not really. What we actually want is a flexible metabolism because that means our body is really good at burning fat. But unfortunately for many people, due to things like insulin resistance, chronic stress, our body starts to prefer to store fat rather than to burn fat. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, The Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. Ayo, happy 2024. Can you believe it? I hope your year is off to a great start already, and I'm so glad that you're here for this awesome episode. This is going to be a great way for you to kick off the new year if your goal is to drop some weight or maybe you want to just boost your health. I'm going to give you three things you can start doing right now that are really simple. But before we get into this, go get your shoes on. Let's go out for a walk. Let's walk and talk as I tell you this cool, cool info. All right, so in this week's episode, I'm going to share three simple tips to prime your metabolism and supercharge your body's ability to burn fat. Say goodbye to those stubborn pounds and and honestly, say goodbye to belly fat and hello to a more efficient metabolism. Are you ready? Okay, me too. Let's get into this. I wanted to kick off today with a review that I got. I've gotten some great reviews. And remember, it's so helpful for me if you leave me a review, or at the very least, if you rate the show. It just helps to get this podcast in front of more people so that more people can learn this game-changing information, honestly. So this is from Melzy Bubs. You can hear Alicia's excitement and enthusiasm in her voice with wanting to help people be their most healthiest selves, especially the ones over 40 like me. Her positivity and energy about wanting to educate us with metabolism, weight loss, and gaining lean muscle is so informative, knowledgeable, and eye-opening. The science is really interesting and surprisingly riveting. I love it. 
I feel like the tools she teaches us are the best keep best kept secrets in the fitness world that she's willing to share with us. Thank you for that review, Melzy Bubs. That's so I love it. I love that you're loving this podcast. Okay. Let's dig in to this week's episode. So, three simple tips to prime your metabolism to burn more fat. And when you hear these three things, these are three things that you can start doing right away. Like, as soon as you're done with this episode, you can start doing these things. We'll also talk about the type of metabolism you really want, the key to a huge health boost, what to focus on if you want to turn your body into a fat-burning machine, and three things to help get you started. Yeah, here we go. For all my peeps over 35, for most of us, what we did to get results in our 20s doesn't quite work anymore. We have to change the way we're doing things. And something really important you also need to consider when it comes to your metabolism, I actually think that we should do a fact or fiction. That's right, fact or fiction, coming up quick, coming in hot. Fact or fiction, your metabolism is all about calories. Let me word that a different way. Your metabolism's only job, and it's a big one, is to burn calories. Okay, that is fiction. And I think that's like the third time I've done that one, so... If you're a regular listener, a regular, regular, (laughs) if you're a regular listener to this podcast, hopefully by now I've drilled it into your head. Your metabolism is so much more than just dealing with calories. It's so much more than just weight loss, okay? And your metabolic health is literally your overall health. And unfortunately, only 12% of Americans are considered to be metabolically healthy. Did you hear what I said there? Only 12% of Americans are considered to be metabolically healthy. So that's why we need to really hone in on our metabolic health for more reasons than just weight loss. And if you've been counting calories and yet not seeing results, then it could be that you need to focus on restoring your metabolism first. So what we want is a fast metabolism, right? Mm, Actually, no, not really. What we want is a flexible metabolism. We want a metabolism that is efficient at burning both glucose and fat. Let me explain that a little bit more. When we eat carbohydrates, they turn into glucose, which then the body can use as a form of energy, right? So remember, all carbs. All carbs will eventually turn into something called glucose. The glucose then enters into the bloodstream, and that's what we call blood sugar, to be used as energy, right away or stored for later. Does that make sense? 
So now let's talk about the fat stored in our body. And I actually want to make sure that you understand that what I just said before I go into this a little bit more. So the two main fuel sources that our body uses is going to be glucose from carbohydrates and ketones from fat. So just think when we're eating carbs and fat, they can both be used as fuel. A flexible metabolism is one that can easily switch between using glucose as a fuel source to using fat as a fuel source. So in other words, it can use carbs as, as energy. It can use fat as energy. It's, it's really good at just bouncing back and forth. And that is what we want. That, that is a flexible metabolism, and that is the goal. So let's just talk for a second about the fat stored in our body. We think of it as a negative thing, but really it's a brilliant part of our body's design. You got to think about hundreds of years ago where we come from, right? Say, we, say the hunter and gatherer era. We maybe didn't have access to food for days. So the fat on our body is nothing more than stored energy. And it's stored to be used as fuel for later. So back in the day where, you know, we, it was feast or famine, we would have food, we'd eat it, because we would try to get some fat on our body because we didn't know maybe we weren't going to eat for a week. The body would then tap into that stored fat to survive. So you got to think it really is a brilliant part of our body's design. Unfortunately, due to diet and lifestyle of many people in today's culture, our body prefers to use glucose, carbs, right, as energy and becomes less efficient at using our stored fat as fuel. You know, this the whole thing kind of sucks now because our body will store the fat to be used as later, only it doesn't realize that in another couple hours we're going to have a snack and then in another couple hours maybe we're going to hit Starbucks for an afternoon coffee and grab a little treat, right? So your body is storing this fat and due to the diet and lifestyle, which, you know, I'll go deeper on another time, but our bodies have become trained to want glucose as energy because it's quicker and easier. So when this happens, when things like insulin resistance happen or chronic stress, your body might prefer to just run off of glucose and it becomes less efficient at using that stored fat as fuel. So what should we focus on to encourage our body to burn more fat as fuel? That's what we're going to get into right now. There's two things that we need to focus on. You ready? Are you listening in? Two things to focus on to help encourage our body to want to use fat as fuel. Number one is balanced blood sugar. Really important. Number two, regulating the two hormones that have a major impact on metabolic health and we have a lot of control over through diet and lifestyle, and I've talked a lot about these two, cortisol and insulin. And let's remember how come I know so much about these things because I am a type 1 diabetic, meaning the kind that you normally get as a child 
It's an autoimmune disease. And my pancreas does not make insulin. So the fact that this is something that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, blood sugar, insulin, the stress hormone cortisol because it impacts the blood sugar, that coupled with my background in fitness and nutrition, that means that I know an awfully lot about this stuff. So you're in the right place, you cute little rever. You're in the right place to learn more about this. So I'm going to give you three simple and doable tips to improve your metabolic health, which means also improving your metabolism. And these three things are going to help balance your blood sugar and help regulate cortisol and insulin, which means your body will get better at burning fat as a fuel source. All right, number one, all aboard. (laughs) Get on the fiber train. Got to get on that fiber train. Okay. You know what I think we should do right now is a fact or fiction. All about fiber. Not all about fiber. I just have a question for you about fiber. What percentage of Americans get the daily recommended amount of fiber? 7%. Only 7%. And I say this all the time. Like, if you're looking for a magic pill, fiber is the magic pill that you've been looking for. So we got to get on that fiber train. Fiber slows down the absorption of carbs and the release of sugar. Remember, you eat the carbs. They turn into sugar, what we call glucose, right? Then that is going to go into the bloodstream. But fiber is so great because it slows down the absorption of that sugar into the bloodstream, which means your blood sugar will not go as high. And this also means that less insulin needs to be released. The higher your blood sugar, the more insulin gets released. Remember that insulin is also sometimes called the fat storage hormone. It does serve purpose if it, it... Insulin comes at the right time, so let's not make it a bad guy. But the problem is, for many Americans, they're not eating enough fiber. They have these constant spikes of blood sugar, which means they have this constant spike of insulin. And until your insulin levels return back down to a normal level, your body will not be able to burn fat as fuel. Fiber does all kinds of great things, but I'm trying today to really just keep it focused on our goal of improving our metabolism and burning more fat. So that's the first part of it is that it helps to keep your blood sugar from skyrocketing, but fiber also reduces appetite and therefore food intake. First, because it balances your hunger hormones. And second, because it balances your blood sugar. The emphasis should be on high fiber, non-starchy veggies. So You want to aim to eat veggies at every meal, if possible, as many as you can. Add a side of veggies at a restaurant. Sneak them into your sauces or dips. Start to commit to thinking vegetable forward. So I'm not talking about being vegan. I'm not talking about being a vegetarian. I'm talking about lots of veggies at every meal. So let me give you some specifics. 
All right, you ready? Aim for about 10 grams of fiber at every meal. So we want five to 15 grams of fiber at every meal. So if you aim for about an average, you know, if you get five at one meal and 15 at another meal, then you've got that average of 10 going. So specifically, women should have about 26 grams of fiber per day, and men should have more like 36 to 38. And let me just give you a little a little piece of advice. If you're not having barely any fiber in your diet right now, you should not go from nothing to 30 grams a day because you are going to have some issues that we don't need to talk about here. Just giving you a heads up, if you're not taking in any fiber, barely at all, maybe just try to get a couple grams at every meal. But the overall goal, again, is going to be about 10 grams of fiber per meal, 5 to 15. Fiber and greens combined, making up half of your plate, bowl, or dish. So half, you should look down, half of your, whatever you're eating off of, plate, bowl, dish, fiber and greens combined make up half of that plate. Here are some great fiber sources. Greens and vegetables, and I'm talking non-starchy vegetables. Berries. Raspberries have eight grams of fiber in a cup. They're low in sugar and they're low in calories. They're fantastic. Blackberries also have a pretty high amount of fiber in a cup. Um, apples are pairs with the skin because the fiber's in the skin. Legumes, so garbanzo beans, black beans, lentils, split peas. Coconut has a high amount of fiber. Nuts and seeds, just keep in mind the calories if, if your goal is weight loss, because calories still do matter. So keep in mind the calorie content, because the nuts and seeds, it's easy to add up quickly, but they are a great fiber source. Chia seeds flax seeds, psyllium husk powder. You can get that at Trader Joe's. I, it starts with a P-P-S-Y-L-L-I-U-M, psyllium husk. Um, I throw that in my smoothie. You could put it in your oatmeal. Yeah, great stuff. All right, so there we go. Number one, you're going to get on the fiber train. The number two simple tip to help your body to burn more fat is get plenty of protein at breakfast, specifically at breakfast. Three big reasons why. Reason number one, here we go again, balance blood sugar. When you're eating a high carb breakfast, your blood sugar is going to go sky high and then you're going to be on the roller coaster all day long. So plenty of protein at breakfast is going to help stabilize your blood sugar. There's also a lot of research that shows how much protein you eat at breakfast has a huge impact on how many calories you eat over the course of the day. Number two reason to eat a high-protein breakfast is that protein is the most satiating macronutrient, meaning it keeps you full for longer than fat and carbs do. And the number three reason is something called protein synthesis. I talked about this in the protein episode. So if you want to go back and listen to the episode I recorded all about protein. Really oversimplified protein synthesis basically is where our body takes the protein that we eat and turns it into lean muscle. And it's most efficient at that in the morning. But you need 
a good amount of protein at once for protein synthesis to kick in. So here we go. Let's aim for this. Again, I gave you specifics on fiber. I'm going to give you specifics on protein. Ideally, 20 grams per meal of fiber. I mean, shoot. No, not a fiber of protein. <laughs> about 10 grams of fiber per meal. And we're doing about 20 grams of protein unless you're over 40. Why? Because we get less efficient at protein synthesis as we age. So kids can kick in protein synthesis with about 8 grams of protein. People that are young, say in their early 20s, maybe up to 30, I would say, they're going to only need probably about 18 to 20 grams of protein. As you start to get in your 30s, you start not being as efficient at it. So if you're over 40, it takes more protein to get the same benefits as when we were younger. So for those over 40, I recommend 30 to 50 grams of protein at breakfast. All right? So if you're, say, 30, 20 grams is going to be good enough. 35, you need to start upping it. Over 40, for sure, you need at least 30 to 50 grams of protein with breakfast. So I'm not going to leave you high and dry, Rever. I'm going to give you some high-protein breakfast ideas. All right, here we go. A veggie omelet. Veggie omelet is so great because you can also add some avocado because avocado is really high in fiber. Maybe a side of raspberries. You got the veggies in there. You're getting your protein. It's awesome. Just make sure what I would do if you're going to have a veggie omelet is, you know, make it with one to two eggs, whole eggs, and then a bunch of egg whites because um, then you're really going to up the protein content. You could do one to two whole eggs just scrambled with egg whites and then throw in, that's easier, and then throw in avocado for the fiber. You could do some homemade high-protein muffins. There's all kinds of recipes out there. You do a smoothie with protein powder or Greek yogurt if you don't like protein powder. Um, you could just have Greek yogurt. Mix in some berries for the fiber and some nut butter. A little more protein there. Cottage cheese. That's a great high-protein breakfast idea. And same thing. If you don't like Greek yogurt, have cottage cheese. Throw in some berries and nut butter. Chia seed overnight pudding with protein powder in it. This is a great, great breakfast. Again, tons of recipes out there. Super easy to make. You make it with unsweetened almond milk. You throw in some chia seeds. You throw in some protein powder. You mix it all together. Um, let it sit overnight or just for a few hours. And then you just add in, you know, unsweetened coconut or some nuts or some berries. It's delicious. I hope, I hope that was helpful for you. All right, let's get into number three, and that is walk this way. Walking, 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 walking. By now you should know that I am a big proponent of walking for everybody. It's so underrated, but, but why, why is it so important if we want to prime our metabolism to burn more fat? You really can't overwalk like you can with training because the problem is when you're working out, if you take it too far, now you're putting your body in too much stress, and this can backfire, lead to fat storage. It's a whole rigmarole. So with walking, you can't really overwalk. And then remember that if you're 
doing a moderate pace walk. So I'm not talking about power walking, I'm talking about it's a really good way to gauge it is if you and I were talking on the phone and I can understand everything you're saying to me, but you sounded a little breathy, then that's going to be about the speed I'm talking about. That lowers your cortisol. It actually lowers the stress hormone cortisol. It balances your blood sugar and it regulates your insulin. All three of the things that we talked about to help your body burn more fat. So that moderate walking is fat burn city. And I even tell people after a workout to go for a moderate paced walk. Just stay in that fat burning. It's great. So the benefits of walking <laughs> make so much sense. Think of the human evolution of lifestyle. Think, I should say that a different way. Think of the human lifestyle evolution. That makes more sense. From the days of migrating and searching for food to the days of farming and plowing in the fields, we have always walked a lot until the last couple of decades. Our bodies are absolutely built for it. Let me give you a bonus tip. All right? This goes with the walking. After dinner walks or walks later in the day, 10 to 15 minutes will do the trick, are highly effective at balancing blood sugar. I guess those Europeans are onto something with their after dinner walks. So quick review with specifics. Aim for 10 grams of fiber at each meal. Remember, 5 to 15 grams of fiber at each meal. Aim for 20 grams of protein at breakfast. If you're over 35 or 40, aim for 30 to 50 grams of protein at breakfast. Slow to moderate paced walking on most days. After dinner is especially effective at balancing fat blood sugar. Now, I have a couple, couple things before you go that I want to let you know. If you go to my website, you can grab a free meal plan and recipes. Um, you can go to either the revmethod.com. I'm going to link these up in the show notes for you too, but it's just the rev, R-E-V, method.com. Or you can go to stressmonkey.com. And remember, monkey is spelled E-E instead of E-Y. Either one of those is going to take you to the same place. You can grab a free meal plan and recipes. But I also wanted to mention too that I have the Total Body 21 Day Reset coming up, um, depending on when you're listening to this, in a week or two. So if you are interested in jumping in on that and you want to get on the wait list, you're going to go to stressmonkey.com slash TBR21. And that's going to be linked up in the show notes as well. Okay, Happy New Year. I'm really looking forward to us moving through 2024 together, boosting our health, coming unstoppable. And thank you so much for spending this time with me, Rever. It means the world to me. Okay, I will talk to you next week. Bye for now.